This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ag Census coming. Interior nominee near confirmation. Pelosi warned over USMCA. An alarm over NRCS staffing cuts. Farm groups set to dig in to Ag Census. USDA's latest Census of Agriculture is set for release at noon Eastern today. The census, which is conducted every five years, will provide a fresh snapshot of trends in farm size, ag consolidation, and potential increases in beginning farmers over the last five years. The census was conducted in 2017. The 2012 version, which was released in 2014, found that the number of women farmers increased by 6%. Farmers under 35 jumped 2% and ag consolidation continued with 1.6% of total U.S. farms accounting for over 50% of farm sales. An economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation, Michael Nevue, says the new data will enable the agriculture community to communicate the benefits that the sector brings to local economies. Keep in mind, the 2017 census questionnaire allowed farmers and ranchers to designate multiple people per farm as principal operators instead of designating just a single principal operator as in previous years. The results being released today will contain a bridging table designed to make it possible to compare the 2017 data with operator data collected in 2012 and earlier years. Interior nominee advances to final vote. The Senate is expected to confirm David Bernhardt as Interior Secretary today ahead of the Congressional Easter recess. The Senate voted 56 to 41 Wednesday evening to limit debate on the nomination. Three Democrats and Maine Independent Angus King voted with Republicans to advance Bernhardt's nomination. He has been acting secretary since Ryan Zinke stepped down from the position in December. Grassley urges Pelosi to support USMCA. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley says he understands that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has some reservations about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. But he warned her and fellow Democrats against holding out for everything they want in a trade pact. Pelosi and many House Democrats, including Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal, continued to push for stronger enforcement of labor reform and opposed the extension of patents for biologic pharmaceuticals in USMCA. Pelosi has to move on this or they're going to look very, very bad if this thing goes down the drain, Grassley told reporters. Keep in mind, Democratic demands aren't the only obstacle for USMCA ratification. Grassley railed against the Trump administration refusal to lift steel and aluminum tariffs on Mexico and Canada and warned that they are threatening the success of the trade pact. Trump's latest threat to hit Mexican cars and car parts with tariffs only making the situation worse, he said. Former Democratic senator joins USMCA push. Former Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Blanche Lincoln is joining the Farmers for Free Trade as a spokeswoman for the group's USMCA campaign. Lincoln's first undertaking will be an RV tour across the country to promote passage of the renegotiated North American Pact. Now more than ever, it is crucial that voices of farmers, ranchers, and agriculture workers are heard across the country, said Lincoln, a former senator from Arkansas. McConnell takes interest in child nutrition bill. 
Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell played a major role in making sure a new farm bill passed in 2018, and he's now showing at least some interest in passing child nutrition legislation. Senate leaders seldom participate in committee meetings, but McConnell appeared at a Senate agriculture hearing yesterday to introduce a constituent who was going to testify at the meeting, the CEO of a Lexington, Kentucky food bank, Michael Halligan. McConnell encouraged the committee to listen to Halligan's ideas about providing more flexibility in how nutrition programs are operated in order to serve more children, including rural areas. McConnell said, as we consider reauthorization of the child nutrition programs, I hope that we can ensure that red tape isn't getting in the way of serving those who need our help. Keep in mind, Congress hasn't passed a child nutrition reauthorization bill since the Healthy and Hunger-Free Kids Act passed in 2010, and passing legislation during this Congress won't be easy, given the deep partisan divide on Capitol Hill. But McConnell could have an impact if he shows anything close to the interest he took in the farm bill, which he used to legalize industrial hemp. NRCS staffing squeeze raises concerns. No, we can't. That's Kevin Norton, the acting associate chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, as he told a senior member of the House Appropriations Committee, Connecticut Democrat Representative Rosa DeLauro, when she asked him whether the agency could do more with less. DeLauro was expressing concern about proposed cuts to the agency. After a hearing that focused on sustainable agriculture, former NRCS chief Jason Weller said he was very concerned about staffing levels at the agency. Weller, who's now senior director of sustainability for Land Lakes, said NRCS is down to 9,000 employees compared to 10,500 when he led the agency during the Obama administration. He said field offices have one person at best. You're spreading those men and women in the field very, very thin, which then affects customer service. Interior delivers visual nonsense to lawmakers. The Interior Department's attempt to respond to a congressional document request produced a baffling moment in a hearing yesterday. New Mexico Democrat Deb Holland who chairs the House Natural Resources Subcommittee that oversees public lands policy, displayed a 96-page document of scattered text and symbols she dubbed visual nonsense. The document had been tucked between transcripts from hearings we held in this committee and emails about bring your dog to work day at the Department of the Interior, she said. The lawmakers had demanded the department toner over documents behind a decision to shrink national monument designations ordered by previous administrations. Brian Steed, deputy director of the Bureau of Land Management, said he couldn't defend the document and pledged to circle back with Holland. An interior spokesman tells AgriPulse the department was trying to provide the requested documents as quickly as possible and they may have included some non-responsive material. Chlorpyrifos ban advances in California. A proposed ban in California on the use of the broad-spectrum insecticide chlorpyrifos has advanced out of one state Senate committee and now moves to a second. The Senate Health Committee approved the measure 5-1 to one on Wednesday in Sacramento with three members abstaining. The vote came after a debate over whether the insecticide could be linked to autism and other health effects in children. Here's today's They Said It. I was cheering for you all the way, said Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts of Kansas. 
I was not, committee ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow of Michigan said. Those comments were directed in jest at Brian Lips, USDA's acting undersecretary for food, nutrition, and consumer services, and a graduate of Texas Tech University, which lost in the NCAA men's basketball final on Monday. The critical background, well, Tech is a member of the Big 12 Conference, as is Roberts' alma mater, Kansas State University. To get to the final game, Tech beat Stabenow's alma mater, Michigan State University, on Saturday. We know the Big 12 is a powerhouse, and we will continue to try to show that as we move forward, Lips responded. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.